Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. This is the first time I ever got this USB wireless thing to work outside of trying it two or three times. That's just amazing. But um, welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. Uh, the one I recorded last time, if you listened to it, was prior to Thanksgiving. And this one's after Thanksgiving. Uh, a couple of things... I ha- since have gone to kind of like two comic events. Uh, one was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I was able to attend. Uh, they had a uh, Don's paperback books, um, kind of like day after Thanksgiving, except it was Saturday, small business sale. Um, and... Don's Paperback Books it kind of special to me because it was my very first comic book store. Um, it's where I f- realized that there was a store that sold comics that wasn't through the newsstand. Uh, everything prior to that had been off a of spinner rack. And I, I found out about this store through a friend. Uh, his name was Michael. I don't give his last name in case he doesn't want to be heard, but he was a uh, a middle school friend and I he took me to his comic room one day he kind of created a monster because <laughs> before him I only thought comics were distributed by the spinner rack you know in the drugstores and the Alsups and the 7-eleven and I, I didn't know of any other means you know their grocery stores had magazines and sometimes they had the digest stuff but not not comic books, at least the ones that I went to. And uh, <clears throat> this was before the newsstand gave up entirely on the the books. So uh, yeah, he told me about this Don's Paperback Book Exchange, and their primary business is to uh, take in used books and then resell them. Um, but they did have like a diamond capital distribution system and they got new books and I didn't have a pull list with them. I never did, but for many, many years, the comics were around 60 cents, but you know, I would go there once a month and just pick a whole bunch of books, um, off of their rack um there it wasn't a spinner rack it was more like a bookshelf uh, ones that you see at an lcs and uh i i got a lot of books and i got a lot of direct books like marvel fanfare and things that i didn't know existed before uh that were not distributed at the newsstand and i enjoyed it and that's where i completed i started my defenders run of back issues because he had like a table of back issues and I completed my champions I bought a lot of old books because I didn't know the stores even sold old books you know like I had no concept of it and uh, it was a pretty exciting uh, time to be open to that and also Mike taught me that you can protect your comics. <laughs> he said they sell comic boxes and there's bags and boards and like I had no idea these things existed. But anyway, they were having a 
Small Business Saturday event. And I didn't even know they owned the building next to them. So I was like, should I call the store and find out where their comic sale is? Because they said it's in a different building. But it was the building right next to it. And I, I picked up... Uh, I, I Since I started doing reduced, like, this mindset where I'm going to take in a lot less, be more focused, uh, buy a lot less new books... Uh, the back issues will be, instead of being all over the place and being Homer Simpson, you know, go down this rabbit hole, go down this rabbit hole. Just try to stay a little more focused on the back issue purchases. And uh, I decided to focus um, on Doom Patrol um, and my greatest adventure. So I picked up a bunch of Doom Patrols. And I'm really close to my Captain America Volume 1 collection to be complete, so I focused on that. And uh, when the the mall con, uh, I'll call it, where there's really only one or two vendors that have anything interesting, other than modern books and CGC slabs, I don't give a shit about that, but have Silver Age, Golden Age, and Bronze Age stuff. Um there, there's a lot of stuff this one guy has. He takes cash only, though, which kind of, like, puts a damper on some of the things I would be buying from him because I, I can only get so much cash unless I go to the bank. But, um... Um... I, I bought uh, Doby Gillis and... Uh, that I didn't have. Um, I bought... Another issue of Doom Patrol. And what was the third one? Uh, da, 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 da. I can't remember what the third one was. I have a bunch of uh, Kickstarters. I, I stopped Kickstarters entirely, but they're starting to all filter in. And Oh, Challengers of the Unknown... And I, I didn't decide to, like, jump in all in in this DC Volume 1, Challengers of the Unknown, but number 48 was a two-part crossover with Doom Patrol. So I decided to pick that one up, and that was the most expensive one. So just in uh, looking at my caps, I, I think I only have, like, eight more caps to go, maybe 12 max. Uh, to fill Captain America Volume 1. Doom Patrol, I probably need about 12, another 12. And then I need several My Greatest Adventures, but I think I, ha I have the first one, which is the first appearance of Doom Patrol. And I have the second appearance of Doom Patrol. But I still have to get some of the My Greatest Adventures to complete that volume of Doom Patrol. And that'll set me... To be have all the volumes of Doom Patrol, except I stopped collecting Doom Patrol after Grant Morrison left and Rachel Pollock come in because I I was just having at that time I don't know what it's like now if I if I reassess it I had a hard time understanding I didn't have a hard time understanding Grant Morrison's which is whack but I had a hard time understanding uh, Rachel Pollock's if that tells you. Uh, anything. It just wasn't clicking with me. So, 
I, at some point, I would like to get the rest of the Rachel Pollock uh, collection just so I could finish Doom Patrol. But I want to focus on the older issues first. <clears throat> so my goal would be to finish Doom Patrol first and then worry about My Greatest Adventure. And I'm not interested in like all of My Greatest Adventure, just the Doom Patrol issues. There was a couple questions about what I thought about that. <clears throat> and then I got an Iron... Uh, Iron, I was going to say Iron Mike Tyson. Why did I, I don't know why that came up, but I got an Aaron Myers uh, uh, list of books. Uh, I got Amazing Spider-Man 31, which is the first appearance of Gwen Stacy, and Amazing Spider-Man 121, which is the death of Gwen Stacy. While I had read all of the Deathlock Demolishers uh, digitally, <clears throat> I... Uh, I'm still missing a few. I have the first Deathlock, but I'm still missing a few of the astonishing tales of uh, that feature Deathlock, the Demolisher. Um, I pick, picked up a GI Joe 131 and 144. Every time there's a GI Joe that that I don't have, I like to pick up. I have a good chunk of them. Um, there's there's a lot that I'm missing. I would probably say in the 30s, probably about 30 issues to complete that. I don't think I'm missing anything after IDW took over the run, <coughs> but I am missing those. Um, I picked up an Incredible Hulk 116 from him. This is the first appearance of a super one of the weird characters that doesn't matter. But uh, I picked up uh, Strange Tales featuring Adam Warlock 178 and 181. Um, I already have a lot of the Strange Tales featuring Adam Warlock, but I'd like to finish that just like the Deathlock. I picked up a Thor 189, which has Gila on the cover. It's a really nice cover. I picked up a Justice Machine annual featuring the Thunder Agents. And also featuring the first appearance of the Elementals. So that was a big uh, capture. Um, this one's kind of special to me is Ghosts. I picked up number one of Ghosts from DC Comics. The reason that Ghosts is special to me <clears throat> is that it is the first comic book that I ever bought. Not number one, but the later issue with my own money and uh, it, it's kind of weird you know I, I always wonder what I was thinking but there was a rack of comic books and I could have chose all the superhero stuff there were war comics there were everything and what did my mind go to it went to an issue of ghosts and I only had like 20 cents or whatever the cover was worth and that's what I chose <clears throat> I had a, a quarter. I picked up Super Friends. Anytime I could fill an issue of Super Friends, I, I like to. Uh, this is issue 16 of Volume 1. And then I got into the Doom Patrols. Like I said, from the MallCon, I got Doom Patrol 90. I can't, it's small writing, and I can't... 90. I got Challengers of the Unknown number 48 and Dobie Gillis 
number 18. The Captain Americas I picked up from Don's paperback books were 112, uh, 114, 119, 128, 139, uh, 142, and then the Doom Patrols were 87, uh, 89, 91, 98, uh, 102, which is the first part of that Challengers of the Unknown crossover that I picked up. 104. 109. Uh, 110. 111. 113. Uh... 115, 116, 118, 120, and 121. And I had just read recently 120 and 121 digitally. So um, those are all the back issue purchases. Um, some of the Kickstarters that came in, uh, this is where I really reduced a lot in my Kickstarters. I'm being very, 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 very selective. I, I kind of like narrowed it down to Jungle Girls. There might be a few Bad Bug, um, a few Evolution titles, and the some of the uh, Heartso library um, that does Razor. Um, but these ones that came in was uh, Ninja Bimbos and Zombies. Uh, the Lunatic, the Lover, and the Poet, number one and two. Uh, Graveyard Girls, number four, which was uh, one of those Heart So books. Uh, Black Bishop, number one. This is like number, really number three, but uh, I, I hate the way he numbers them. But uh, number one, and then Warbound number four from uh, Bad Bug. I have Midnight Highway one through three. And Black Jackets number three. Um, Got to get those into the database. And then today arrived... So I'm, I'm just getting a, a lot of Kickstarters, but they come in late. So I won't see a slowdown in Kickstarters until probably about six months. Cavewoman, uh, Metal Age number two, and Razor's Edge Anthology number one. That's a heart. So, so um, <clears throat> those are some of the comics that came in uh, via Kickstarter. And then uh, I'll probably place my order for DCBS this weekend and see if I come in at half the cost that I did 
like I did the month before because I, I reduced it by $700 and we'll see if I'm roughly around the $700. I went from $1,400 a month to 700 so we'll see if I'm around the 700 I, I think I will be because I'm just looking at it's not that I don't want every comic. I really wish I could. I just don't have space. So it's not my passion for comics has not changed. It's just I'm running out of space. I'm getting older. It's harder to lift boxes, especially when it comes in like a fire hose every week. Hopefully by reducing the flow, I don't fill a short box every week and uh, I don't have to carry it as often, but and it's a lot of caring it's a caring to merge a caring to fill it in and put it into a temporary location until i get it to the storage unit and then that i have to carry it into the storage unit so it's like carry 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 <clears throat> but i also renewed my subscription for comic base 2023 and that dvd has come in uh, i I usually down. I've already installed 2023 because it's downloadable, but I always grab a hard copy as well uh, off of CD because in case I need to do it or the internet's down and I need to put the data on a new computer, it's it's easier for me to go CD than it is for me to install like the, the download. But. Uh, that's 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 what's going on with me. I, I think I may have one question from Dallow Spicer, who still listens to the podcast. I don't know who listens to it anymore, but uh, da- I, I know Dallow listens. Uh, thank you, because you always provide me comments and questions. The, one of the Kickstarters I did support, though, because it was like, I don't know if it'll make its way to to previews but i do want a copy of it is the faust hardcover the love and the damned hardcover it's was a fan of the faust in the 90s and tim v hill a fan of his and i wanted to uh grab that so dallow says uh thinking about books with long runs that you've read which series is most consistently high quality uh, for me, it's Hellblazer. Uh, it's been an absolutely killer row of writers over the years. And then he mentions Azarello, NS Ellis, Delano, Grant Morrison, and Peter Milligan. I've always loved Doom Patrol in every incarnation that I've read. Um, I, I've enjoyed. Um, I, I like that bunch of characters. Uh, while the number isn't if you consider it a long run, it would probably be the Doom Patrol Vertigo series. And it wasn't Vertigo right away. It started like Vertigo in issue 19. <clears throat> That's when Grant Morrison took over. I, I would say Animal Man, uh, Swamp Thing, another another great uh, run um, that started uh, not in Vertigo, but went made its way to Vertigo and Animal Man. Same same thing. They were long running series. I guess you could say over 100 issues. Um, I'd say Daredevil Volume One. All the volumes of Daredevil, but they get relaunched so much. It's just amazing runs of creators and writers from 
Frank Miller to uh, Anacente to uh, Chinchester to uh, Kevin Smith, um, Ed Brubaker, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, Chip Serdowski. It just, it's just everything. Charles Soule. I mean, it, it just fantastic run of creators you know even going back to the <clears throat> the stan lee stuff is, is pretty pretty neat i i've always just had a passion for for that character uh amazing spider-man has had a you know a fantastic run he, he's always good ultimate spider-man's over a hundred issues and i've read all those and i thought they were fantastic um, Fantastic Four Volume One. While I don't own them all, I have read them all, so it's it's pretty incredible. Hellblazer, I I read early and then just got disinterested, but I did buy a lot of it uh, recently at at the flea market. Uh, I got to get them into the database still. That's one of my chores I'd like to do over the. The Christmas holiday because I have an extra four days where I could actually do comic work and read uh, be, before Barb gets on vacation and and then uh, we we travel. But um, yeah, that's one of the things. Those are some of the runs. Justice League Volume One's fantastic. Captain America Volume One. I, I, I love everything I've read from that character. Uh, Justice League of America, Volume 1. Flash, uh, Volume 1. Green Lantern, Volume 1. Um, I don't think there's any Valiants that would fit into long runs, but everything I've read from Valiant is, is fantastic. Uh, let's see. Spawn, uh, a big Spawn fan. Don't have them all. Uh, I'm missing about 10 issues, but everything I've read, and I, I just adore the character. Uh, it could be subjective, though. It's like, not like everyone will enjoy it, but for me personally, I enjoy it quite a bit. Savage Dragon by Eric Larson's over 250 issues, you know? That is fucking amazing, and I have read them all, and I, I love every one of them. Um, those are some of the indie runs that, that ran a long time that I, I adore. Um, Ninja Turtles is over a hundred issues from IDW. That's really good. GI Joe, another fantastic, but I, I came in late to the party, so I don't know if I can really count it other than I have read them all the stories up till, um, from the past to the new but um not all in print i've read some digitally and some in trade paperback so um but as far as a great run and, and like i said i'm trying to fill in a lot of those books that i haven't that i have read in either digital or um, trade uh, i'm trying to fill them in in print so many uh but i'm not as picky as a lot of people either so um there's 
there's probably a lot more. My Superman run is not from number one, but it's from 1973 on. I, I, I love Superman. Action comics. Um, some great stuff. Batman, consistently good. Um, Detective Comics, another long-running title um, that I adore. You know, I, it's hard for me to read bad Batman stories. I just think they're really good, just like Swamp Thing. I, I don't think I've read a bad Swamp Thing story uh, that I, that didn't agree with me. Um, <clears throat> there's different versions of liking and loving, but they're 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 really good. Uh, Wonder Woman Volume One, Volume Two. Uh, you know they they've had some really long runs. Um, I already talked about Flash Volume One, Volume Two, incredible runs. Uh, Green Lantern, anything Green Lantern, I've always always enjoyed. Uh, Green Arrow Volume One is is pretty incredible. That was over a hundred issues. Matter of fact, I think. Ollie died in 100, and uh, Connor took over Connor Hawk. So the the Trinity for sure had long runs, and then yeah, that's that that's that's what I remember. Um, so thanks for the question, and yeah, I have I'm. I read a lot and I, I like things to varying degrees and love things, but I like long running titles and, and I may explore more Hellblazer. I, I just never got into him early on and, and things have changed because like I didn't like Sandman. <clears throat> I, I had read like the first, I don't know, 20 issues uh, when it launched and it I just wasn't clicking with me. But I've started a reread of Sandman, and I'm about seven issues in. No, eight issues, because I just read the the death issue, which is eight. I'll never forget that. Because even when I read eight, uh, back when it first came out, I really liked it. But it wasn't working for me then. But now that I'm like well-rounded and I see all the hooks to all the DC characters that were in there initially, I think it's amazing. Like, it had hooks into... Uh, Mr. Destiny, and it had uh, hooks into Arkham, and hooks into House of Mystery and House of Secrets, and it, it was just phenomenal way of exploring the mystical realm of DC's properties, and uh, I absolutely adored it. Um, makes me want to watch the TV show, which I fell asleep during the first one, and I think I just saw it at the wrong time. So yeah, that's this is Mike M's Weekly Reads, and uh, I'm going to uh, take a pause and uh, take a drink and of uh, cream soda. I'm drinking some A&W cream soda diet, and I'm going to total up uh, probably a week or two's worth of comics. Um, Probably two weeks. I, I'm kind of tired and uh, I don't feel like talking too much more. Um, I'd rather chill out. <laughs> but uh, 
I will get back in a few minutes and, and, and try to cover two weeks of uh, comics and uh, TV and movies. So uh, we'll be back in a few. Um, all right, I am back, and we're going to talk about some comics. Uh, this is November 7th through November 13th. And let's talk about what I watched first. Four out of five stuff. Blades of Blades of 47 Ronin. Uh, this was a, the sequel that happens way in the future from 47 Roman movie, the, the one before it. Um, and it was a four out of five. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was... Really good fight scenes. It was an enjoyable plot. Not quite, not quite as extravagant as the plot and production values of Forty Seven Ronin, which was the next one that I wrote. Both, uh, read, sorry, watched. Um, I think I saw Blades of Forty Seven Ronin on Netflix, and Forty Seven Ronin on HBO, and. Uh, those are four out of fives. And then I watched Warrior Nun season two, which premiered that month, and I thought it was great. I was a very big fan of season one, so it was, I was happy to see season two. Uh, the five out of five was Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, the theater. I liked uh, Black Adam better, but uh, I still loved uh, I loved Wakanda Forever. Uh, especially liked uh, Namor or Kuklikaka or whatever his name is, but uh, he's Namor if you're his enemy. If if you if you're his friend, you call him Kuklikaka or something like that. But uh, I enjoyed him quite a bit. <clears throat> uh, that that week I had twenty nine comics that's not bad uh 10 marvel uh two kickstarter one it's alive uh seven image one by forged by fire uh two fanographics one awa uh two antarctic press and three aftershock so we'll start with the three out of fives there was only one uh goes to the kickstarter from counterpoint it was blindside interface i enjoyed this one but for the cost to page value, it wasn't worth it. Like, I, I would have not uh, dipped into this because um, there just wasn't that much content. It was sort of just eight pages or ten pages of establishing the basis of this character, just barely touching the surface and not really telling you enough about where it's going to go or how it's going to continue. So while I love the output Marat Michaels does through Counterpoint, uh, I don't know if Counterpoint is going to make the cut, um, especially um, considering the cost to uh, value ratio because Counterpoint is, is tends to be a higher uh, value. The, the one exception is he has a nun. Uh, I forget what the title of it is. I, I need my Jungle Girls at Kickstarter, and I need my nuns. Uh, anything with warrior nuns, I, I enjoy quite, quite frequent. Uh, they're things that you don't see in previews too much, and the only way to get them is Kickstarter. 
so and then we get into the four out of fives uh, with a grouping of Spawn comics, King Spawn 14 through 15. Terry is haunted and almost kills a prostitute. And the John that was hiring the prostitute as they ent- as they accidentally entered Terry's room. I don't know how you accidentally enter her room. <laughs> Maybe Terry was in the wrong room and somehow opened it up. Uh, Spawn and the priest group uh, are watching Comax, the boy in Nightmare, and, and the clown. Uh, seems like everyone is looking to take take down Al and stop him from getting the throne and bringing back Wanda. We have Scorch number 10. The Cursed is uh, mentally torturing Team Spawn. We have Spawn number 333, uh, Jim Downing, Haunt, Overkill, and Medieval Spawn plan an attack on Al. Uh, Mark convinces them to give him a chance to turn Al to their side, but he fails. Uh, Gunslinger Spawn number 12, we learn why he is after Winterstone and why Winterstone is after him, and he kills Winterstone at the end of this issue. Uh, really cool-looking visuals on uh, his uh, character. Um, too bad he's gone already. <clears throat> he could have. We might see Winterstone appear though if if Gunslinger makes his way back in time to his time. Then maybe he's Winterstone is still alive in the past. So we might. We did learn about you know how his family killed and mutilated uh, Gunslinger Spawn's family. Um, But Gunslinger Spawn got revenge and slaughtered all his family. So this guy, Winterstone, is is back for revenge. From AWA, we have Sacrament, where religion is outlawed in the future and this faceless priest and his, his nun go to religious events like exorcisms and communions. Uh, to be chased by the law. The law actually wants his help in dealing with murders where people are hung upside down on a cross. That's a Peter Milligan scripted story. It was was pretty neat. Uh, We have exciting comics, uh, 19 and 20. These are all four out of fives. Uh, Again, the only three out of five I had was Blind Sight Interface. Uh... Really a fan of this anthology of exciting comics. I, I really am into uh, exciting comics, horror comics, um, planet comics, and what jungle comics. Those are the four anthologies that Antarctic Press has. Uh, and this one, a girl is getting an abortion, uh, dies in Niobe, and the mother blames the two heroes fighting over her. Uh, one is an angelic uh, character that's fighting Niobe. We have Catgirl uh, defeats a villain and rescues her father to become a new hero. Um, and her father's Catman, uh, who's fallen in the public domain. So we have DC Comics, who has their Catman. We have this Catman, and I think Dynamite just published a one-shot of Catman and Catgirl. So there you go. Um, we had Nothing Man and his two cohorts go fight 
uh, more characters as they head towards the city. Justice fights uh, a multi-man and comedy in prison while his own team turns on him um, as well as the media. And you, you got to remember that Justice, I forget what his last name, Justice something, um, he's got a tumor and it's affecting the way he's acting around his friends and being a hero. That tumor is kind of killing him. We have Captain America, symbol of truth. Uh, Sam and the Falcon get a tip from Misty Knight about a train transporting the super soldier serum. I am thoroughly enjoying this series. Um, really like symbol of truth. Uh, it will go into it a little more next, uh, the next week's reads. <clears throat> Knights of X number four. Uh, this is the first time I read it. I actually accidentally read it twice. I read it on the Thanksgiving week too, but murder, Merlin and Arthur attack um, and they're attacking our heroes and playing with their minds and trying to break them. Gambit is believed to be dead and can't be uh, resurrected because if you die in this magical realm, all bets are off. So the Krakoa thing uh, might not work. So we'll see if Gambit is truly dead. Uh, this Doctor Strange Nexus of Madness was a one-shot uh, involving Bar Baron Mordo and uh, really well drawn. Marvel's been doing a good job with these uh, one-shots, in my opinion. Um, we have To the Death, number one. Uh, this might sound weird. Like, what is that? Well, that's the uh, Forged by Fire and it came in a weird format. It wasn't really a comic book. It was a, a collection of small 48-page comic books inside of a holder. And um, I don't know what made me try it. It was by the writer that writes a lot of... Uh, Simon Firth, I think is his name, wrote a lot of Transformers. And uh, I really liked this one. Like When I started it, I wasn't sure... Um, if I would like it or not, but uh, I did. And uh, this is about soldiers go to fight off aliens to bring home mined products back to Earth. And they're sort of considered like heroes on Earth. But the corporation they work for uh, think they're becoming too powerful in, in the media and in the public. And they uh, decide they should not be allowed to return back to Earth. From their last mission uh, for whatever reason because they fear fear them we have immortal x-men number five it focuses on the origin and background of exodus and takes place when the internals are invading krakoa so it's an axe tie-in in, in uh, issue number one uh, we see seeing red number two this is the evolution kickstarter that uh, is sort of like red sonia our heroine is brought back to health by a half-demon. They go on an adventure, and our heroine enters the, uh, a gladiator tournament and read, and wins. This is probably one Kickstarter I'll keep keep getting. A Girl and Her Dog. Uh, this was It's Alive. Uh, it was not f formatted like a, a regular comic. It was a little smaller, almost like digest size. 
but it was in color and it was an amazing little story about how a dog impacts a woman's life all the way to his death but it's pretty amazing uh, we have amazing spider-man number 13 I, I've been keeping up on this title and really enjoying it uh, it's one of the only titles that comes out that I've been reading as I get but there's two hobgoblins on, uh, take on uh, and almost kill spider-man but he's saved by the golden glider Norman Osborn it seems like Red Goblin is pulling the strings. Ned Leeds is captured. And even though it appears he was being controlled, he is going to prison. So he was one of the Hobgoblins. The original guy, I forget what his name, was another Hobgoblin. And then there's seems like Red, um, Red Goblin is pulling the strings. So we have Captain Marvel, the fifth series, uh, number two and three. Uh, Marlowe, I started reading this because of Janice Vell. The, the, I've been enjoying the hell out of that mini that's currently being published by Marvel. And I'm going back and reading the old Captain Marvel. And Marlowe is making a uh, Blair Witch type movie. And the director is a Wendigo. Uh, Captain Marvel has come to the rescue to fight the Hulk and Wendigo. I, this series is so much fun. Love the pacing. Love the multi-threadedness. I love the supporting cast. Uh, I think everything's great. I give it a solid 4 out of 5. It was almost in that 5 out of 5 range. <clears throat> the 5 out of 5s go to Last Shadowhawk, number 1. Both the uh, original version of it the uh, and the 3D version. So I, I read... That same story in 3D. Uh, Philip Tan did a phenomenal job, and it looks amazing in 3D. I wasn't sure like why I bought a 3D comic, but it was worth it. Uh, the OG Shadowhawk is hunted and killed by one of the relatives of someone who's who's got his back broken, and uh, you got to remember the original Shadowhawk was the violent one. He actually broke backs. And uh, he died of the AIDS virus, but it was great art by Philip Tan. Pretty, pretty damn incredible. Um, I think he did the story too with Valentino's help. Uh, we have Law Dog number two and three. Uh, this was Epic Marvel. Uh, never read Law Dog, but uh, it's kind of like the Road Warrior in a mosaic world. Like if if you've ever read Green Lantern Mosaic. Mosaic was a planet put together by mismatch, you know, like taking pieces of worlds and making it one world. That seems like what this is. It's except this guy's like a road warrior, and he's trying to keep the 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 other places under control that are phasing in and out on our Earth. Um, and there's like craziness to it. But Law Dog saves the girl from a worm creature and tells her how how all their worlds are merging and he's the cop to keep things in line uh they find they're in a nazi land and the nazi war machine dragon is set after law dog and his companions companion we have the next five out of five uh red room trigger warnings number three and four this the series has been five out of five the first volume and the second volume. I, I, it just really clicks with me. A pizza guy gets paid in Bitcoin uh, because the guy didn't have any money for a pizza. And many years later, he finds out he's rich. But he 
his thumb drive, he doesn't remember the password to access that cryptocurrency. So he ends up trying to track down a guy that can hack the thumb drive. Um, and he ends up on a Red Room Island with human sacrifices. And he ends up breeding with women for more sacrifices. Then has a guy who helps create Red Rooms, uh, uses his skills for the FBI to bring down the rich with a trap uh, with a famous NFT torture, you know, torture artist. And they take down Mrs. Gates and Mr. Rogers-like character. Mrs. Gates is supposed to be like, not while well, it's not meant like that. It's meant to be the, you know, um, Bill Gates's wife that just left him. Uh, you can you can tell that. And then the, the there's a character in there that was like Mr. Rogers that was involved in these red rooms. <laughs> absolutely insane so the five out of fives for that week were last shadow hawk 3d and regular edition uh we have law dog number two and three from marvel comics and red room trigger warnings three and four from fanographics uh let's get into the next one the things we watched were all five out of five that week uh naked and afraid watch some more naked and afraid and well, no, not all five and a five. I'm sorry. The four out of fives were Naked and Afraid, uh, the Warrior Nun season two completion. Uh, so I watched the first half last week and then this half this week, and then and this is for the week of uh, November 14th through November 20th. <clears throat> we had the Good Doctor started watching the the new season. That's been great, like usual. And we watched the menu at the theater, which was like, what if the rich were invited to an island like by a cook, Chef Ramsay, and then all things went to crazy? That's kind of a horror aspect to it. But in a weird, dark comedy sense, it's not funny, but it's crazy, like dark. It's It's weird. I highly recommend it. And then five out of five from Netflix comes The Lost Pirate Kingdom, a documentary, a docu, one of those ones where they act it out too. Um, what do they call it? Docu series of uh, pirates, the history of pirates, and it is amazing. It made me go down a serious pirate rabbit hole. So uh, we have 31 uh, comics. Um, we have 11 Marvel, 1 Kandasha, uh, 8 Image, 9 DC, 1 Blue Juice, 1 Archie. So starting with the 3 out of 5s, we have Kandasha, Trick, Trick and Read, Free Comic Book Day Edition. It had a Parasite creator... Um, and a very strange horror about a new student who apologizes for everything and another girl being haunted by another little girl. But uh, it, I was entertained. Uh, I don't know if I was entertained enough to pick up a volume, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was worth. Um, <clears throat> we then get into the four out of fives. We have X-Men Red number five. The fact that Krakoa exists makes death really not matter. And there are never any stakes, and that's why I have trouble with it from time to time. While in concept it's interesting, 
and started out with a bang, the fact that it's still around makes it hard for oh shit moments to happen because in this one Magneto is killed by Euthanos, a character who invades Mars and the axe crossed over, who looks a lot like Thanos' brother. Uh, we have Anne Bonny, a pirate book from Blue Juice. Uh, this is what I spawned some interest in pirates because of that docu-series I talked about on Netflix. And um, this Anne Bonny one is like fantasy pirates, like not based on the, the real stuff of Anne Bonny, but something that happens after Anne Bonny was a pirate. And then this little girl sort of becomes a new and Bonnie in like a steampunk type more advanced technology world which uh, is a little strange but as a fantasy book it was really well executed and it's interesting uh, many years after Anne Bonnie there's a young girl who wants to follow in her footsteps with a fantasy background that's the backstory we have Spectre volume one number one and two Spectre takes on a diplomat who becomes Captain Skull, which is a pirate, ironically, with no intention to stay in the pirate theme. It just happened. Um, as they fight uh, through time, uh, then Corrigan and the Spectre have to work together to take out a magician who can only be in two places at once. The Spectre interviews Neil Adams in this one as well. It's pretty neat in the back. Uh, we have Shadow War Zone number one. It's an anthology that looks at the characters affected by the Shadow War, including Black Canary, Talia, Ghostmaker, and Clown Hunter. Um, <clears throat> it just gives you more substance for the event, um, but the event itself is much better. We have Wonder Girl number one through three, all of the Amazons and gods after Yara. And she gains mysterious powers when she goes to Brazil. Right now, Eros brought her to Hera. And Casey and Artemis are after her with other Amazons. They're all trying to track her down and hunt her down. Whereas Casey might want to help her. Artemis and others are looking to, to kill her for some reason. So uh, we have... Wolverine, uh, the latest volume, number 15 through 19. Wolverine takes on the pirate and animanium skin villain who stole the Marauder and later stole his sword. He defeats the pirate and then turns over the other guy to Emma Frost to deal with. Maverick, who's been a big part of this series, betrays Wolverine by recording information on Krakoa for an anti-mutant group. Wolverine goes fishing for a kraken that is killing mutants on Krakoa. And then we have One Star Squadron 4 through 6 wrap-up. Uh, this is the... Uh, it's a very bizarre story. Um, it's about a, a hero for hire group called Heroes for Us. In this one, the corporation buys Heroes for Us, but then a fire causes the deal to fall through. It turns out that the fire was set by Minuteman... Uh, who used to work at Heroes for Us and uh, work for um, Red Tornado, but Red Tornado lets him go. Uh, he knows who, who started the fire, but he lets Minuteman go and uh, doesn't report him. This uh, also features the death of Gangbuster, which I don't know if they needed to kill him, but he is dead now. 
Um, Gangbuster is a character that played a huge part in the death of Superman and the resurrection of Superman. Um, and now he's kind of like lost his mind and lost his wife and lost everything. It's a deconstruction of the character. But he was in the building when it caught fire. And then Red Tornado supposedly identified the body. I guess they can bring him back if it wasn't really him. But there was no indication in the drawing or the interaction at the coroner that Red Tornado, when he looked at the body, that it might not be him. We have Mighty Comics Presents from uh, Archie Comics. Um, this was so bad. It was a 12-cent issue. Uh, it was incredibly good. You see she'll take, she'll take on Peril and the Red Shadow. You see Hangman defeat the False Face with an incredible rope. Because <laughs> this, this rope, the Hangman, he can just control a rope. Um, and it can go, it could like maintain structure going horizontally as well as vertically. Um, it also seems to have like an infinite length, like he can make it longer and shorter at will. Uh, and best uh, of all to see the web try to convince his wife and mother-in-law that he needs to be a costume hero. That was great. <laughs> They were like, we ain't having it. We want you back home and taking care of your wife. <laughs> and not putting your life in danger. We have A Man Among Ye from Image Comics 1 through 8. Read the entire of that. That was the story of Anne Bonny and her lover Calico Jack. Rackham and uh, Mary Reed. Uh, two of those characters are in the docuseries. Anne Bonny and Calico Jack Rackham. So very interesting a fictional story uh, based on some facts. Uh, they 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 make it more fiction, but they 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 stick to the character's core uh, as far as what's going on uh, with the pirates and um, politically within that environment at the time. Uh, when Rackham came in, uh, it was sort of towards the end of the downfall of the pirate dynasty um, that was taking place on that one island because they were stealing great amount of da uh, stuff from boats from England and Spanish after the Spanish War. And this is the time when Spain said, fuck that shit, let's go hunt these motherfuckers down. Um, that's when Rackham showed up. And, and Bonnie, according to the documentary, was, was around at the early times of the piracy. And... Um, made a name for herself later but she's she was always there that island uh we have mm -mm -mm. where did i leave off uh predator number one this is from marvel comics really good this is a predator predator takes out a young girl's family and now she's on a journey to hunt down every predator until she finds the one that killed her family i i like it um it it's not predator-centric, but it's actually a predator that's hunting down predators, which to me gave it a different vibe than what I'm used to, which I liked. Uh, we have Captain America, Symbol of Truth. I told you I really like this series. It's the last four out of five. Cap is trying to find out who stole the vibranium and has to go to Latveria with Deadpool. 
Uh, and then undercover in Latveria where he finds out Crossbones' um, boss has been injecting immigrants into Wakanda uh, with chemical that will take them, make them explode when they come near vibranium. So he's actually the boss of Crossbone is trying to make war against Wakanda and do it with immigrants that are coming into Wakanda because they're being allowed. Uh, Falcon rescues others that were uh, traveling in the train. And then the five, only five out of five went to Ren and Stimpy show from Marvel Comics written by Dan Slott back in the day. I, I, this is the only Ren and Stimpy comic. Um, at the time I was watching Ren and Stimpy, but I never had a desire to like read. Like when this came out, I was just like a Marvel and DC fanatic and image guy, but this this was like so good uh the sticker still stunk well actually it smells like patchouli if you wondered what the sticker smells like that's what it smells like uh ren and stimpy become thieves and run reds for president but it's dancelot does a great job of capturing their voices and the artist did a fantastic job of making it look like the cartoon like exactly so it was, it was really great I, I really enjoyed it and that's all i have for you this week i hope you enjoyed listening to my babble uh you can reach me please reach me at mike at comicbooknoise.com that's how you send me email or you can tech you can tweet me at mike myers brunch on twitter yes i'm still out there and uh the website is geekbrunchpodcast.com and you can also go to Facebook and talk to me there. At uh, You can find Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button and follow all the episode threads there. I hope you enjoyed this show and I hope you come back in another two weeks or so. And we'll cover another two weeks. And uh, hopefully over the holidays I'll get caught up um, with this podcast. With uh, I, I'm going to be off a lot. Um, I only have one more working week of work. And then I'm off for two weeks. Most of it will be holiday with family, so there's not going to be a lot of time to record. But uh, when I get back before and after, I can record a lot of Mike M's weekly reads. Hopefully I don't fall too far behind on Geek Brunch and Geek Brunch Retro. Um, and try to get a few episodes in the can for that. But it's not looking good um, because of my weekends will start to fill up. Um, as far as availability and things I'm going to do with my family. So um, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks or so and uh, talk about another two weeks of comics. So take care. Bye. <laughs>